All right, um, say something funny. Uh, I, I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And happy, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, September. Look it up. <laughs> happy Look it Thursday. Positive thoughts. September 28th, 2017. The year of our Lord. The year of our Lord. Yes. We hope you are well. What's on my calendar that day? Oh, mind gap. Never mind. Oh, da-da. I saw a little dot. I'm uh, like, what's on the 28th? Instead of ta-da, I said da-da. Uh, da-da. Uh, da-da. Yeah, man. It's been, uh, whew. it's been a wild few days here. Doug and I were, uh, previously to recording, uh, we were um, transferring data to each other. Via, via our, our mouths. Our mouths and our brains. Uh, we were doing a data dump. We were catching up, guys. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. Essentially, you fucking nerds, we were catching up, all yeah. right? Trying to speak your lingo. It's not working right now. So just, I'm going to talk regular street talk. Layman's terms, we were having a conversation. <laughs> it's like we were doing a data dump via our mouths, a.k.a. we were making out. <laughs> <laughs> a.k.a. Cleveland Steamer. <laughs> oh, no. Mouth. Two guys, one mouth. Yeah. Gross. Ew. If you're still listening, thank you. Thank you. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Doug. Uh, no, we were we were catching up and realized that it's only been a week since we did a podcast, but it feels like much longer. So much has happened since we actually like just hung out and did a data yeah. dump and yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, like just personal life and just. Doug had know. two more kids. Yeah. Oh. In two weeks. God, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's body just performed its own vasectomy. I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> I want at most legitimate one more. vasectomy. At most one more. That's, that's the thing that's, the next Republican's going to run on. Oh shit! Oh, I got political. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Because a guy's body can do that. Yeah, it can yeah. Self vasectomate. V- vasectize. <laughs> You've been self vasectized. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds like something out of a bad 80s gamer movie. That or a, a sci-fi movie. Right. You know, the sci-fi channel. He's vasectizing himself. Oh, no. <laughs> Quickly, open the airlock. <laughs> He's going to vasectize. <laughs> He's going to explode. What? That's not what that means. That's not what that means. Oh, never mind. Close the airlock. Who wrote this? <laughs> um, 12-year-old. I did. <laughs> this girl runs on with just big boobs. Yep, he wrote it. Yep, that's definitely. <laughs> Steven wrote this. Steven wrote this. Script. Way to go, fifth grader. Um, no, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just so much has been going on in our lives, in our collective lives. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's very, it's staggering. Yes. More so in yours and Jill's life, but. It's positive. Positive on your side. Yes. Yes. But. Also, just outside of that, it's been a wild, wild few days. Every day, uh, just turning on the news, I'm just like, God damn. Like, what the fuck? Right. What the fuck? Speaking of, and, and, and if we happen to go heavy, that's fine. But um, we haven't talked about it on here. Um, but uh, Eric Berry, the guy who did not like Chicago. Yes, fuck nuts himself. Wrote a Huffington Post article uh, about how he was breaking up with Chicago and moving to New York. 
I'm not sure if anyone has read this, uh, but it basically... Uh, oh, they've read it. ...went viral for all the wrong reasons right. on his behalf. And he essentially... He wrote some really stupid shit. Like I did. Um, I actually... Uh, but it was supposed to... It was all satire. <laughs> it was also tongue-in-cheek. He... Mm, I know. He was serious about it. He... Because they, they interviewed him on some on Q101, right? Yeah. I, he also... There was... I think it was Medium that posted one of, like, bits and pieces of his response. And his response essentially was that uh, people misunderstood some of the uh, nuances. Mm. And I was like, uh, oh, it was so there's, there's yeah. no subtext, subtext or yeah. nuance in what he said. Um, I don't even want to give you guys the link to it. Just Google Eric Berry Chicago because right. I'm not even going to give you'll him any find links. It. And, uh, you'll find all the articles that are written against him, too. Well, that was the funny thing because um, I actually knew him uh, more of an acquaintance than anything, but I did improv class with him. Right, yeah. Um, and uh, he he was he was an odd guy. I you know, well, That's what... Volucci and, uh, and and Matt Lampson. Chris Volucci has been on here, and his buddy Matt Lampson, who mm-hmm. did. Uh, I think we promoted their show yes, on then. The they're having another show. one coming up. Yeah, November. Uh, in November, but uh, they joined me for one of my my long runs this uh, this training, and uh, we were talking about that. And Chris said he knew him as well from yeah. uh, from your your classes. Yeah, I think he was actually in Volucci's class. Okay, yeah. And uh, I just remember he was actually in my level two IO class. Um. I don't have anything too notable from then, and then I saw him sort of like make up classes here and there and whatever, and it was it was fine. And then I remember in our five B uh, shows, um, he was really weird, right. like, and that's fine. I'm not going to judge anybody on how they do improv, but I remember one scene in particular. It was Velucci, and I think it was Maureen. They were doing a scene, and this girl was laying down, and she was. They were at a funeral. And Volucci and Maureen were talking. He told me about this one. On oh, the he run. did. That's yes. hilarious. On the run. So he remembers this too. Yeah. So Volucci and this girl were talking, and they were almost like kind of like it was a great relationship between Volucci and Maureen. They were yeah. just talking, doing this stuff. And Eric, I don't know who initiated it originally, but someone came like walked on and did like was paying their respects to the corpse, and I think it was another girl, and she reached, she bent down and kissed the girl, and it was very fun. Like they, yeah, obviously, yeah. It was fine. And then Eric <laughs> proceeded to come on and, like, start having sex with the corpse. Like, just, eh. Yeah. You know, like, you know, straddled her and start. It was really, really creepy. Ugh. Like, it took it took the, the scene to a really uncomfortable area for me. Right. And I just remember just immediately going, no. I could audibly say, right. no, 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 no. And eventually someone, like, swept the scene and yeah. it was over. And I was just like, that was really gross. And I just remember him posting a lot of obnoxious stuff on our our facebook group yeah. that we had for our class and one in particular he talked someone had posted a, a picture of of the show and uh he just had written over there oh man i was totally wasted in this moment and someone right. goes like what your character or you and he's like no i was i went out day drinking and i got drunker than i thought i was and i you know performed and that person goes yeah so you should never do that again right and he got really defensive and he was like well, I, I'm sorry. I, he's like, you know, I, I thought I, it would be great. I thought it would be fun. Right. I got high before class one time, and it was amazing. And someone goes, well, considering for the fact that you're not being, you're not thinking of the other people you're performing with, you probably shouldn't do that because you don't know how it's going to go. And he got really defensive, and he didn't seem to really understand. Right. Because his he whole thing, wrong. his whole thing was, well, I thought it was. Did I do something? Did I do something inappropriate? Like he was like, I thought it was funny. Yeah. Because someone posted that at, in one of their response articles mm-hmm. that that Facebook post. 
And I think his, his comment was something to the effect of, you know, what did it go bad? Because I thought it went pretty well. And they're like, that's not the point. Like the yeah. point is that that's being disrespectful to your yeah. to your your basically your playmates, the the people who your teammates. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because if someone's hammered, I can't trust that they're going to be paying attention no. or that they're going to be making good decisions. And who knows? It may go well, but I'm like, I don't know what state of mind you're in. Absolutely. And, and that was what was upsetting to me. So, and I just remember he kind of became a joke. Like no one was rude to him or anything like that. People were like, yeah, that guy is kind of just out there. Right, right. And uh, I just, it was so funny because when I saw that article, I was like, fuck this. It's such a shitty article. <laughs> yeah. Him talking about how he got fat living here and how. Right, it's the city's fault. It's the city's yeah, fault yeah. and how he was riding his bike and almost got killed. And it's like, congrats, you're riding your bike or in the winter on the lake. Right. There's black eyes. Congrats, you're an idiot. Um, it was just a, a giant sort of like just it, imagine him farting into a glass and then sniffing it and going, yeah, good vintage. Right. Like that's the yeah. kind of stuff that that's what that article was. Yeah. Sorry, Chicago. I'm going to New York. It's well, like, bye. See some of the responses, I don't know if it was to his or some to some of the response articles, but some of the comments in those uh, were from some of some people from the New York improv scene <laughs> who read it. I didn't see that. Oh, they were amazing because they're like, this guy sounds like a great a douchebag. No way he's surviving in New York. Or and the people, yeah. someone's like, "We'll keep an eye out for him." Yeah. Or like, like basically, like New York. New York has a way of of filtering these people out as well. Sure. Like, don't worry, he'll be on to the next city soon yeah. enough. Like, basically, if you think Chicago is rough, yeah, go fuck yourself. If you think New York's gonna be easy, yeah, like there's no way. Well, it was funny, too, because when in that article that Medium posted with some of his responses, he goes, well, you know, based on these responses from Chicagoans and people that were from there, maybe that just proves my point, that it's not a welcome city and that people are not welcome there. It's like, no, it's just you. It's just, yeah. Don't come back. <sighs> right. And something else he wrote in his, in his piece, his goodbye piece, his farewell, if you will, um, he talked about his initial, like, when he got into town, it was the polar vortex. Right, he was right. At a bar. And he wandered over to a table of girls to just sort of, like, talk to them. And they essentially were like, go away. Right. Like, we don't want to talk to you. We're him. having a conversation here. Yeah. We, we don't know. And he was just talking about how bitchy they were. Right. And then he said uh, he said something along the lines of, like, at one point this girl goes, hey, just so you know, we're all taken. Like, we're, we have some right. and others. And he's like, I wouldn't fuck any of you anyway. And walked away. And then he writes in the paragraph, actually, I was lying. I totally would. Right. I would have fucked any of them. I was like, what the like, did you the? did you see the response article from oh, yeah. one of the girls that oh, was yeah. in that group? That was the best part. Yeah. This girl who was actually in that group yeah. remembered that after reading that and going, Oh my god, I was there right. and that's not how this that's went down. Yeah. More or less he kinda like sauntered over and was like, Hey, what's up, ladies? And apparently kept talking about his dick and how right. small it was. Well which and was weird. And just the opposite of what you think. Yeah. yeah. But uh and she had also said that it was she, they didn't lead off with – he made it sound like they let off with, hey, by the way, we're taken. It was a few times of them saying, hey, we're in the middle of a conversation or, hey, you know, yeah. thanks but no thanks or can you give us – like they basically tried to say, you know, please give us some space. And he was just – and then finally they were just like, look, we're ta I don't know what your game is here if you're yeah. – like you're not listening to us. So we're taken. If you're trying to hit on us, not going to work. Like – Basically, get the fuck away. They were celebrating something for some one right. of their friends. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. were there as a group to like they were there for a reason. They were not there to chat with some yeah. stranger. Her response article was fantastic. Yeah, it was yeah. incredible. My favorite part was was that she forgot all about it until she read this. Right. And she goes, "What makes me happy is that he hung onto this for three years <laughs> right. and was pissed about it for three years." Right. Yeah, which just goes to show you the kind of like 
where he's at, like yeah. that, like self self conscious wise. Like, yeah, I it, almost to a point makes me feel bad for him because I'm like, dude, if that's like if you're fucking holding on to this shit, let it yeah. go, dude, let it go. Yeah, and you know, it's just I th- the thing that's frustrating is that's someone who to me seems very clueless, and they're blaming the world for their problems. And no one, he doesn't want to take responsibility for his own actions, and that's frustrating or because for his life, really. Yeah, it's like you know. And the thing that's also frustrating, he kept promoting like how sex positive he was. Now Chicago doesn't know what sex positive is, right? Because he had his own sex positive podcast, the most sex positive podcast right. that ever existed, apparently in 2015 or some shit like that. Now here's the thing: I'll give him credit to the to the point of where he apparently to pay for I don't know if it was college or whatever. Like for a while, he became a sex worker. Yeah. So he became a male prostitute uh, for other men specifically, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, I mean, and so he he talks a lot about, uh, you know, uh, I think legalization and rights and treatment and this and that of sure. the sex working industry, and that I will give him credit for because I think that's that's a great just conversation. I'm I'm not going to say which way I lean on yeah. whatever, but it's a great conversation to just have. Like well, he's no, he's yeah. trying to bring something to light. Anytime someone brings a cause to light and just talks about it, regardless of where I stand, and I'm like, "Cool, you you're standing for something. Like you you have yeah. a, a you have something you're going for. I get it. Yeah. But to be as arrogant as he is about it is the thing where I'm like, "Nah, I'm done listening to you now." Well, the idea of sex positive, like I think, is important because nowadays, like it doesn't matter. Because his point was, no matter who you're having sex with, as long as it's consensual, right. don't judge anybody. Right. Right. I'm like, I'm on board for I that. I get it. I'm a, I, I'm I'm with you. But you, being Eric, being the forefront of that, it's hurting your cause. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> because if you're coming up and saying, like, yeah, I'm talking about sex, and I have sex with people, and people right. are like, no thanks, that doesn't make them a prude. Right. That means, just means they're that like, no, thank you. <laughs> or we're all taken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, just like, because you're coming up and talking about right. sex, like, maybe people don't want to talk about that. Right. You know what I mean? Just because like, you're fucking horny as shit yeah. doesn't mean that everyone else is going to be equally as horny as shit. Exactly. It's two-way street here. Or you know? in the mood. Yeah. You know, like, I, you can, yeah, like, again, to your point, being sex positive, it's not consensual. Yeah. If they're saying no, yeah. then let it. Fucking go. If they're saying no, no let, let it, it go. fucking go. I like that better. I'm, that's my Johnny Cochran. There you go. Ta-da. <laughs> but the reason why Don't I bring this up. Da-da. Da-da. The reason why I bring this yes. up is today I was reading uh, a Cracked article that was the top five uh, people who got instant karma. And the number he one was person there? was Eric Berry. Ah, he it made, made me so happy. I sh- got down there. I was like, oh, my God, Eric Berry's on Cracked. For all the right reasons. They're making <laughs> fun of him. That's amazing. It was so good. It was so amazing how they basically just talked about how everyone everyone in Chicago united over right. this guy leaving. Well, the nice thing is, too, that Cracked, I feel, does their research. Yeah. Cracked is a well-written piece of satire or or commentary or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Like Cracked, Cracked are well-formed articles, in, typically, in my, yeah. in, in my experience of, of what you shared with me and what I've seen there. Yeah. They're very well-formed, well-written, funny, smart articles. Yeah. And so for them to take a shot at Eric Berry is amazing yeah yeah it's it was i was like oh that's so great that's awesome dude this, that's really funny in the sea of horrible news i read that because i love reading there's something about the justice side of me that loves seeing karma <laughs> that's when i was like watching those videos of like people like oh you it, got down a rabbit hole on people those. in like in street fights picking fights with the wrong person right and basically getting their ass handed to him which was amazing right, seeing right, that right. sort of stuff i'm like you fucked with the wrong person 
Because there's nothing more satisfying, I think, than watching someone who's too big for their britches get knocked down. Oh, yeah. I think that all, un- unfortunately, is misconstrued with people who are just famous or popular. People are like, yeah, we got to knock him down. But I'm talking about someone who's way out of their league. It's like watching MMA fights where guys are being super cocky. Right. And then they get the shit knocked out of them. And you're like, that's what you get, you piece of garbage. And done. And you're knocked out. Yeah. And it's it's so enjoyable to see that. So for me, it was that sort of stuff that made me, you know, to see Eric Berry, who, someone who I just didn't really even really care that much about, but to see him write, because you remember, as soon as he wrote that post, I shared it with you. Right. And you and I were dissecting it going, God, this is garbage. And then within days. Oh, it just. There was a wildfire of people that were essentially like, fuck this guy. Blew the fuck up. Because honestly, what I felt like was it was betraying the comedy community that had welcomed him in. Yes. Because he's basically like. And, you know, he's just picking apart stupid shit and just being like, oh, this is a serial monogamous city. It's really hard to be single here, which I'm like, I'm sure it is hard to be single. But like, just look, I wouldn't want to be single again no. for anything. Like no. I the, the the mere thought of it just terrifies me. Like, I, I don't have the energy for it. Like, first and foremost, I'm very happy in my relationship. Yeah. But secondarily, I it's exhausting. Like, I just couldn't. I have. I would yeah. become asexual. I, I just, <laughs> just. I was just like, I. Ugh. I. Yeah. I have no. I'm done. Yeah. yeah no. Interest I'm hanging in it that up whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah, I have no doubt. I hear from you know some of my single friends that it's exhausting and yeah. it's, it's rough. It's brutal. But I don't know. It was just one of those things where it felt like a big middle finger to all the people that like welcomed him in and were like, hey, we're happy to have you because right. there was no positive mention of a lot of things. It was very. At all. Yeah. It was very like I love our, the cracked kind of phrased as. Anything positive felt like he was negging you. Right. You know? well, absolutely, like, yeah. And I was like, Yeah, Chicago's uh, great if you want a family and like stability. Yeah. <laughs> like he that boring he shit. He didn't once like talk about the great sh- comedy scene here. Right. And how people just were so. Or like, the whatever. fact that they really are nice here. Like, yeah. I've talked to people from New York who are like, dude, Chicago's amazing. Yeah. Like, they are way more just talk to you or, you know, like you walk up to them and ask for directions. They don't fucking go, go fuck yourself. Like, it is. It's a very. It is a welcome. I, in my experience, has been a welcoming city. Well, and I also was like, I, I don't know. I don't really know, consider myself a Chicagoan, even though I've been here since two thousand five. Yeah. So math. Um, 12, Twelve years. years. Uh, nice job. Thank you. Um, I just know because two thousand four was mine. That was thirteen years. There you go. Yeah. So, but I look at that as I just I, I it's the idea that he's. It seemed like he was incorrectly shitting on a city. Incorrectly. Incorrectedly. Oh, I thought you said incorrectly. Incorrectly. Uh, either way was wrong. Uh, it was incorrectly, essentially attacking a city. Yeah, f- for no good reason other than like I want to leave. It's well, like it's, okay, fine, fucking leave. It's the drunk guy at a party mm-hmm. who is making a complete ass out of himself, and then is asked to leave. And is like this party's stupid, anyways. You guys are all assholes. You, know, you can't have fun. You can't. You can't hang out. It's like, well, dude, you put a hole in my wall. Mm-hmm. You put your head through my wall. I'd, Wall was in my way. Whatever. Your house is stupid. Yeah. And then they walk out. Like it. it or yeah. it's like the countless times I've when I would play World of Warcraft and I just read the forums and people are like, "I'm leaving. I'm I'm ending my dis- subscription. And here's why: this, 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 and this. See you later. And everyone just goes bye. Like, see ya. No one gives a shit. Bye, Felicia. You feel like your subscription is gonna make dick a difference in the sea. <laughs> Of money that fucking Blizzard's getting, it's like make they don't dick a difference. They don't give a shit. That's it's like they want to make the game thing. great. 
but that's not gonna like. Not everyone's gonna like it. So be like, I. It's like the people that get on Yelp and write a fucking novel about their experience. It's like, go fuck yourself. Right. Like, just you, well, you can't please everyone. No. First and foremost, you can't please everyone. You can't please one hundred percent of the people one hundred percent of the time. Yeah. It doesn't work. So that's in the Bible. I mean, that's that's in what is it, Leviticus? I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Leviticus. Le- Leviticus twelve twelve. <laughs> there we go. Sure. Yeah. Look it up. I just I the the arrogance to sort of like write something like that on your way out. Right. It's just so shitty. I know. I'm just man. Like, it, yeah. It's again, it's someone farting in a glass and then sniffing it and just enjoying every second of it. I'm like, just fucking leave. Just leave, yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. And ugh, it's just it's disgusting. What's funny, and I wonder let's let's think on this for a second because there are those people who will write they'll write something <clears throat> and I we know a ton of people who are writers and bloggers and people who put out their own uh, you know extended pieces online in their in different, in different forums mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and is it I'm trying to think how to phrase this is it wrong for him though I'll play devil's advocate here Please. is it wrong for him to have that opinion like what if no. he what, what if he did mean it as almost a tongue-in-cheek uh, satire of himself, almost. Like, what if it was, like, like, is he not allowed to write something and just put it out there and go whatever? Like, how many people have done that and it just flies under the radar? I think, one, he's terrible at satire, if that's the case. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's fair. Uh, two, he's And a satire douche- might be the wrong yeah. word for me to use, but yeah. Two, he's a despicable douchebag. That's the problem. It's because it's not some... You know, neutral. I would just say average Joe, right? Who's just leaving. This is a guy who was known in the community for being a douchebag. He built a reputation for himself. Yes, in the and, wrong, then, in and, the wrong and way. for him to basically like be a creepy dude who is just sort of like irking everybody and rubbing everyone the wrong way, and then to be like, "See you later, guys. This city's not for me." Ugh. People are like, "Fuck you!" Right? Don't come back. Right? I think that's what it is. It's the okay. injustice of it all. It's that cocky person in the fight who's like, who gets punched. And then it gets up. It's like fuck you, dude, and your mom. Right. You know, lucky punch. It's like, dude, you just lost. Right. Shut up. Like you have nothing. Like you know, your, your sister it, kisses harder than that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you know, is in his like follow up piece in Medium. You know, he was saying how you know he's looking to you know he's writing an autobiography and he's trying to get uh, oh the screenplay or some he's bullshit. trying to get a screenplay or based, a TV. He's you know, developing something. Something yeah. that's based on his life <sighs> as a sex worker. Christ. And it's one of those things where. I don't want to root against someone, but he makes it really hard not to. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. He makes it really, he's like, oh, you know, I'm just sleeping on friends' couches, and, you know, trying to get some uh, ad copywriting, you know, work in the meantime and whatever. I'm just like, I want you to succeed, but you're, oh, man, it's really hard to root for you. Right. You seem like a villain who doesn't understand that they're <laughs> a villain. Well, the thing is, I don't necessarily, I don't want him to fail, but I don't want him to succeed. Yeah, I just nothing him like yeah. I there's plenty of other people who I'm actively rooting for mm-hmm. to do something. Yeah, like I, there's plenty of people who I know who are talented and wonderful people yeah. who I actively am like, yes, I really hope you make it. And then he's someone who I'm just like, look, I don't wish failure on you, but I also don't care. I, part of me was like not really. I was enjoying obviously some I was ravagely just just. Rabidly, not rabidly. It's ravish and rabidly. Uh, just reading anything I could find. Like, yeah. I gotta find who else has posted. Like, his people were just going ham on sure. it. Sure, but then part of me was like, uh oh, what if this gives him notoriety? 
You know what right. I mean? I was like, oh right. shit, he's actually getting noticed. Look at all. Well, look at all the. You look at a reality TV star. Yeah, right. right? I was like, when when Q one hundred and one was like, we're gonna have him on the radio. I was like, no, don't have him on the radio. This is this is Big Brother. This is Survivor. This is yeah. all those things that pe- that people go on, and they're yeah. just like, how bad can I act? Yeah. And then I'm gonna be fucking Heidi and Spencer. Yeah. You know Pratt. Yeah. Fucking the the fucking devil's children themselves. <laughs> Fuck Spencer Pratt. Yeah, right. Yeah, this guy is my. This guy is Spencer Pratt. He is the equivalent to Spencer. Yeah, because it's just one of those things where, it, just knowing him personally, not just witnessing the weird things that I saw and hearing other stories. Sure. Again, there are stories from other people I didn't witness them, but I'm like, nah, it makes sense. Yeah, it fits with what I know about him, and it's a shame because uh, again, the improv community is they will welcome you in. Yeah, well, that is one thing that it was just floored me when yeah. we got into it. I was just like, man, like everyone is just supportive. Yeah, like, for the most part, everyone is super supportive. One hundred percent, because that's the whole point of it. Like, yeah. you don't, you're not there to judge other people unless they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. Right. So, and it's like they welcome you in. They welcome him in, and just like to see him, it just felt like betrayal. Yeah. I think that's where I saw yeah. a lot of people were like, "Bye." That makes sense. Don't come yeah. back because it's like, dude, like. That's and again, he didn't shit all over the improv community, but he also didn't like give props to that stuff either. I feel like that's one thing where he's like, if there's anything he should have like sounded off on and give some props to, it should have been the uh, the comedy community. Hundred percent. It should have been like these guys welcomed me in. I learned a lot. I remember him like just going to shows and being supportive of other people and people. He did. Yeah, I remember that. He was like all about it and just he was like after everything was over, he wanted to like continue to working with people and doing cool. classes. I was like, no, thank you. Um, but I mean, people but that, obviously that thought was there. Yeah. yeah, like people obviously <clears throat> welcomed him in, and, and they wanted, they wished him well. So I think that's what it was, what it was to me. I was like, dude, just leave and don't come back. Right, right. We don't need you to. You know, it's fine. Good luck with everything that you're working on. And yeah. I hope New York is better for you than Chicago. And I'm not gonna be one that's be like, it's gonna chew up and spit it out. It might. It is. But. You know, just I hope he finds because he did the same thing when he left San Francisco. Right. He wrote the same sort of adios San Francisco sort right. of bullshit piece. I'm on to the city of possibilities. Yeah. Well, Chicago didn't pan out. I'm on to New York, the city of possibilities. Yeah, it's yeah. like good, but just don't write about it. I don't care. Right. No one cares. This is just in this. Because the next uh, one's going to be, well, New York didn't work out. Back to San Francisco, the city I never should have left. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just. I don't know. I, I, there's just a lot of arrogance in this day and age with social yeah. media and stuff where people feel like they have to – they're just grandstanding. I'm like, no one cares. Right. No, Who are you? Right. Nobody. No one cares. But you, one could argue that that is how, that is how you become somebody. Agreed. Is you write that article and, and like then it, it blows up. And I don't like it. I don't like anything about that. Doug, who cares about the podcast we're doing right now? I don't give a shit I'm about just that. <laughs> this is for us. This is for you and I to sit down once a week and, and dump on each and other. Hashtag, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Take a dump on me, Justin. Look here, you bald-headed mother. You motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to dump on you. So, um, I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, that sketch yeah. that you uh, that you described to me makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Because I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine. And this could just be... I, maybe I didn't take enough chances when I was in improv, but I feel like I feel like this isn't appropriate. I feel like I can't imagine climbing on top of someone, like straddling them and humping them yeah. on stage. I felt like you, I could do that with. 
I would feel comfortable, like, if you and I got into some, like, you know, I'm using air quotes here, some sexual position. Like, yeah. I, you and I get it. Like, you, we, we have a relationship where we could pull that off, yeah. and neither of us would feel really violated on stage. Yeah. I can't begin to even comprehend doing that to a woman on stage. Mm-hmm. I, it just boggled. The fact that he felt like that was... You know what's going to fly? What's well, sex positive, Justin? Right. Well, that's Eric Berry is what it is. It's, it's not even sex hey, positive. another girl kissed that girl in the mouth. That means I can go hump her corpse. Right. She must want dick. I'm going to go lay pipe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done my fair share of awful improv, both on stage and off stage. Sure. So, and I will absolutely own up to every ounce of that. Um, but never once have I ever done that. I to... just can't. It makes my skin crawl to think about no. that. I don't. Ugh. I've had it's moments gross. where I feel like I have to kiss, like I had to kiss another dude because yeah. that's where like. That's where it was leading. That's where it needed to yeah, go. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to kiss a dude. Right. You know, and that's. And I was like, all right, this is, this needs to happen in the scene. This right. is what we're going to do. But it wasn't just an outright, I'm going to run up and just kiss somebody right. or whatever. It's like, it's whatever the scene demanded. Right. And I'm gonna fucking just, tongue punch your tonsils. Yeah, right. It's just it was one of those things where it was really. I just remember audibly just saying no, no, right. no. I was like, someone edit, someone edit, someone edit. Sweep. Stop this. Yeah. Stop this now. This is really uncomfortable. God, that's so gross. Because there's obviously a choice done just for the sake of shock value. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the, look, shock comedy has its place, but yeah, I, I'm unfortunately, assuming, it was a five B show. I was gonna say, was. I'm assuming this was a student show. Yeah, five B show. Comedy probably doesn't have a place there. Yeah, my favorite part was talking to Jill when she. It's like my parents when they used to be like, you know, we went to your music recitals when you were in junior high, but we really did not like going. There. <laughs> Jill was like, you know, there was. A, I remember I, I would perform, and she's like, can we go? There's only so many five B. Sh- <laughs> Class shows that I can handle right now, like, and I'm I'm tapped. I'm like, right, all right, right. we can go. Yeah, because sometimes I'm like, I want to see Valucci. She's like, I can't really handle this anymore tonight. Right. I've sat through plenty, and I'm I'm out. It's student improv. I'm like, done. it's only yeah. Sometimes yeah. you'll get a gem in there. Yeah, but but most of the time you're it's people who are figuring it out. It's rough. Yeah, it's rough, and it's yeah. fine. There's, there should be a place for people right. to do that. And well, again, it's people who are figuring it out. Like yeah. they are working their craft and figuring out what works, what doesn't work, what is my stage presence, this and that. It's yeah. you're not going to see. TJ and Dave every single night. Nope. You know? Yeah. Um, because if you saw it every night, you wouldn't be able to appreciate that. Absolutely, Doug. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Tangerine. Tangerine. Um, so, yeah. So, it was interesting to see everyone unify yeah. uh, on the internet, which is interesting because <laughs> we saw a lot of non-unity uh, over... Thank you. I tried really hard on that I one. am going to say that might have been your best segue. Thank you. I tried to, really hard this to time. date. Thank you. Ooh, to date. Yeah, in, in over 200, ep- in over two years of episodes. <laughs> I was like, wait, we got to over, did I black out? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've been really phoning it in for oh, like shit. the last 100 episodes. I just woke up. Um, yeah. Yeah, over the last two years, that probably is your best segue. Thank you. Congratulations. So, yeah. Um, he figured it out! Oh, shit. So, um, yeah, not to, not to go down uh, too deep of a hole, but fuck it, we're going to do it. Uh, just the whole, oh, man, it was a really rough weekend just because you also mentioned earlier about <laughs> basically someone uh saying essentially like the drunk guy at the party yeah that's like being told to leave yeah. i also was going to segue there but i'm like i have more than i have to say that's like fuck you man this party sucks anyway yeah well you know trump decided that he was going to not invite uh steph curry or the team to the white house right he's like invitation revoked it's like ah this guy was going to come anyway right 
So Steph Curry doesn't like you to begin with. Yeah, and so pretty much none of the Golden State Warriors. Pretty much no one likes you. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, yeah, well, well, you're not invited anyway. Right. Fuck you. I didn't want you to come over anyways. Yeah, it's like, oh, so I saw that, and I just most of the time on the, on the weekends I'm off social media. Yeah. I'm off most things. I'm just. You don't check it on the news or anything. Like it's, uh, it, no, it's kind of your off, your, kind of your my, decompressed time. Yeah, I'm like away from it, and I just I'm I'm playing video games. I'm spending time with my family sure. and stuff. I'm just like ah, this is my just chill time. Sure. So I'm usually not very active. But I remember seeing that, and then obviously we just turned on some football, and we heard all about the NFL horseshit, and it's just it was really upsetting because at the end of the day. Uh, just to st- <laughs> to hear get it out, Doug. The president of the United States refer to another U.S. citizen as a son of a bitch, and like literally say, "Get that son of a bitch off the field," right. was so disheartening. Because I was like, you know, I don't like throwing the word "presidential" around because I feel like people have overused that. They're not presidential. This motherfucker is not presidential at all. Like to to call another person a son of a bitch. Like that, I was like, you realize, like, you're the leader <laughs> you're su- of a you're, government. You're supposed to be setting the precedent. Right? Like, Not the president, the precedent. Like, like the CEO of my company, you know, <laughs> I don't think I would ever hear him refer to, well, I do take that back. He did refer to, like, never mind, I won't talk about that. Let's put it this way. Let me, let yeah. me get you out of this hole here. Thank you. <laughs> let, let's put it this way. For him to say that he that these people are disrespecting the country, he is disrespecting the country and the office that he holds mm-hmm. by acting this way. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd see any other president in our history pick as many fucking low-level fights Ugh. as this man has. There's and, and look, partisanship aside, there is no the president of the United States should not there's there are some things you need to let go you just need to let go of it like i can't even see i i was talking with my father-in-law and beth the other day about this and i had used obama as i was like i cannot i cannot imagine obama engaging in this i cannot imagine i cannot imagine him getting in a twitter war with fucking you know athletes and Celebrities and other, and, 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 and other world powers, other world powers, you. and I like just let some of this shit go. You don't have time. I can hear Obama going, "I don't have time for this." For I, some reason, I thought you were gonna do a Bill Clinton voice right there. I don't know why. <laughs> Even though you said, "I don't <laughs> have time for this," <laughs> I was like, "That's not Obama." Look, <laughs> I just gotta go play my saxophone. <laughs> um, <laughs> saxophone. Uh, that's that's a saxophone if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> you are probably one of the best sound effects artists I've ever thank heard. Thank you. I've ever I, heard. Uh, you you know, are a Michael Winslow if I've ever you. heard one. Thank you so much. I uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> you out Michael Winslow, Michael Winslow. Allow me to get in my helicopter. Skip, 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 skip. skip. <laughs> helicopter, 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 helicopter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I don't even know what to say. Oh no! So I can't. I can't. I can't. He just go. I don't. I don't have time for this. Like I. I. There's so much other shit I have to do, and I used Obama as as that. But I would even venture to say, bring fucking Bush into it. Reagan. Like they'd probably go. Who gives a shit? Like look, I. I might comment on it in passing, but then that's it. 
Like, let them fucking do what they're going to do. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I have so much. I got fucking, I got Rocket Man over here launching uh, his shit. I got so-and-so doing this shit. Yeah. I got to put another uh, travel ban on eight more countries. Yeah. I got that, that. Like, you got you got way more shit to, to, to think of. Yeah. Than fucking, than this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then fuck, and then, and then, Doug, and then. To just the name calling and the and the, the general uh, you know sophomoric nature yeah. that he takes on on social media and with the Rocket Man and the whose dick's bigger you know me or South Korea like I, or North Korea I none of this none of this is respectful to the officer holding none of this is respectful to the people that you're representing in America yeah the 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 quote unquote the the people who elected you. You know, Justin did that in quotes. I did all that in quotes because fucking, you know, he lost, but whatever. Yeah. No, it's it, it's tough just because. Yeah. Uh, the thing it's is, disrespectful to your to your constituency. Like that's that's what it is. That's the thing that that kills me. Look, and I, and I get it. Shit's got to get done, okay. And at the end of the day, to a certain degree, I'm like, you know what? I want to see how these tactics play out with North Korea to some degree. I don't because, to be fair, the last few decades. We've tried diplomacy. Nothing seems to work. They just keep doing what they're doing. Right. I'm wondering if it takes a crazy to stop a crazy. <laughs> Look, <laughs> to I'm, some degree, that's a fair. That's a fair ask. But yeah. But I'm not in favor of someone basically saying you've declared war. I don't like the uh, the game of chicken that's being played here because it's a game of chicken with millions of lives. Exactly. Like here's the thing: North Korea, the dictator may be nuts. And there may be so, like a shitload of blind support for them, but at the end of the day, I don't want to see them. Wipe, what does he say? Eradicated from the face of the earth, or wiped off the face? I don't want to see that. No, because that's fucking genocide. Well, not only that, but it's like that's not a victory. No, wiping an entire country off the face of the planet does not do anybody any good. So the, the, anyone using nukes is it's a lose lose situation. Yes. Nobody wins in that. And you kind of we were talking before in the pre roll about. Setting a hydrogen bomb off in the Pacific Ocean is going to destroy an ecosystem. Right. Human lives aside, you're going to destroy creatures and stuff that live beneath the ocean. You're right. going to eradicate them. Hundreds of and thousands of what? millions of, of, of different cre- yeah, marine creatures that are down there. And you're for what? A show of force? Right. And it's like, and that's where it kind of goes back to the humanity thing of, of, of power and that sort of corruption. Like, the you know, that family has ruled North Korea. Yeah. For decades, yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I've I'm fascinated by the culture over there because I'm I, I'm always wondering I'm like how can they function, because, you know, the the penalties for not supporting the regime are brutal, like oh, oh very much so. If yeah. you're not, they'll just in the open take you away and your family. Like three generations of your family are put in work camps. Yeah, if you fuck up. Like it's then that's that puts the fear of God into your into you for like yeah I got to support I remember when Kim Jong Il died it's like if you didn't cry hard enough like you they're like you're out right you're done like people and this was like for days for days you had to sob and cry that Kim Jong Il had passed and if you if you were viewed as not being legitimate enough. Too bad. You're right. put in a work camp. It's that's like, fucked up. That's a horrifying... You know that? But you can't talk about any of this shit either. Right. If you talk about it, it's like this horrible, almost Scientology sort of bullshit where people will tell on you, and then you're done. Like, you can't get drunk and talk about this stuff in the open, or even with your 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 wife or your your friends, like, in, a, in, in right. your, like, what you... Like, you can't do that. 
you will get taken away. So that that fear is really awful while people starve over there too, which is terrible. Right. And not only that, what it takes to get out of there is horrific. You have to <laughs> I read about this guy basically you have to go to like four different countries. And in like each, you gotta hop? You gotta hop. And in each one of those countries, it's illegal for you to do what you're doing, which is essentially, you know, get all the way to South Korea. Just leaving. Yeah. And you got to trust that the people you're getting handed off to aren't going to fuck you over. Right. And so, just turn you back in because exactly. then you want to talk about some fuck. You're dead. You're dead at that You're point. a dead person yeah. at that point in time. And so it's just, it's so, to me, I'm like, man, how do you go about stopping something like that? You right. know what I mean? How do you end that peace peacefully? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I don't – it's kind of like you wonder with Cuba. I mean, for the longest time, Cuba was, you know, you know, public enemy number one. And then over time, you know, once Fidel kind of got older and lost power and, like, things sort of mellowed out, and then all of a sudden we were opening up the doors to Cuba again. Right. Of course, Trump quickly shut those doors. But I was like, this is actually a really cool moment in time because at one point, I mean, we were going to invade Cuba. Right. You know, with the Bay of Pigs and shit like that. Like, things got heated, and then, like – 60 years later, here we are opening up our doors to them, like willing to open. Like it shows what, what change, what, what you can accomplish when there's yes. actual legitimate discussion and politics and diplomacy and like what can happen. It goes to show you when some you of the flaws it. of a dictatorship, too, uh-huh. because when that dictator exists for that amount of time, the changeover is dramatic. So I'll give Kim, the Kim Jong's, you know, whatever, uh, you know, props They've been able to keep their dynasty, if you will, alive. They they have they know exactly what they need to do, and that's what I always think of when I think of the uh, like the medieval ages with kingdoms and stuff like that. How transferring power from father to son or whatever, Just or all of a sudden, long lineage, or all of a sudden there's a threat to the you know to the bloodline, and someone's like, actually, I'm a bastard, so I have a legitimate claim to the throne. Like that's got that must have been exhausting, right? To try and be like. So if this guy gets the throne, right. what does that mean? What's his temperament? Right. What's he going to be like? Is he going to honor our our alliances? Well, quite simply, I mean, look at, I feel like Game of Thrones is a good yeah. peek into, I mean, obviously it's complete fantasy, but it's a good peek into like sure. literally the politics and the thoughts that go behind, you know, is this person crazy? Is this person just? Are they fair? Are they for themselves? Are they selfish? Are they like... Stuff like, hey, our family sworn oaths to each other 300 years ago. Right. You I need expect, to honor it. I expect you to honor that. Yeah. It's like, uh, or if someone does something pretty fucked up, like the phrase, all of a sudden the phrase are listed as untrustworthy or the Lannisters, they're untrustworthy. Right. And people are like, I don't want to make alliances with you because you fuck people over. Right. For generations. Yes. Your family carries that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all that sort of stuff is, is fascinating to me. And I'm like, man, how does something like North Korea get resolved peacefully? And it doesn't help. That both Russia and China both have agendas in this also. They do, yeah. Now, one thing that I do, I did read, and I didn't read it, I didn't go in-depth in the article, but I did see a headline that said, said something to the effect of China imposing uh, uh, sanctions on something to do with oil. Yeah. Basically, it was saying, like, look, if you guys don't calm down, we're going to fuck with your oil supply. The, the sanctions they passed were not as strict as Trump wanted, so there was some negotiating, so they feel like the sanctions don't have as much teeth. But each time they do that, all that North Korea does is they just ramp up their their the arms. Production, like, yeah. There's I don't know. I mean, obviously, foreign relations and stuff like that is a lot more complicated than it seems. But I think the fact that Russia and China both have 
interests in this as well. It's kind of it's it's difficult because China and Russia are going to be like, what can we get out of this right. situation? How can we benefit? Because it's nice to know that there is some sort of regime that they can rely on that's an ally to yeah. some degree, even though they're off their fucking rocker. Right. But to them, it's worthwhile to have North Korea as an ally to fuck over the U.S. Right. And then to just to totally give in, they're, they're like, ah, nah, nah, okay, everyone just everyone needs to calm down, calm down, and then they'll push something. Right. Like, what can we get out of this to make it to our benefit? Yeah. Which, to some degree, I can't fucking blame them. You know, if you're in charge of your country and, and the and the livelihood of your country, you got to press your dipl- diplomatic advantage. That's the goal. Yeah. We will help you guys. We will help pass these sanctions. But what are we going to get out of it? Right. What are you guys going to do for us? No one wants. No one wants nuclear war here. All right. No one's going to win. But yeah, we're not going to push these full sanctions. We're going to do this. We'll do something for you. And just remember, we did this solid for you. You know, like that's constantly what's happening. Right. And it's and it's frustrating, but it's it's a game that I think that we're obviously playing too. That's something people don't like to talk about. I mean, everyone's playing it. Let's yeah. let's not let's not you know <laughs> pretend sure. like that we're that anyone in this fucking game is innocent. Every sure. single political uh, entity anywhere is playing this game to some extent, especially when you're at the limit or at the, at the level of you know. The, the the major powers in the world. Absolutely, everyone's yeah. constantly playing this game. I mean, it, it doesn't matter how. I mean, you, you look at Canada. Everyone, you know, everyone's, praises Canada. They're in it too. I mean, every single person has their hand in their own. To some degree, they have to. Right. Because how do you stay relevant and powerful? Sure. You've got to be constantly doing stuff that's to your advantage, and your goal is to make sure that your country had comes out on top. Yeah. So that means you're doing some shady shit here, and you're doing. You know, exposing stuff here. Everyone's spying on everybody. You have to. But to your point, like, what? I mean, you you brought it up multiple times where if everyone just united, Ugh. like, what could we do? I mean, is there any possibility that could ever happen? Like, why do you think Oof. that is so far removed from a possibility? Well, I think part of it is um, it's not going to be to everyone's best interest to do it. Like, some people are going to be more powerful on their own. So it's it's not going to be, and if you're talking about number one versus the global good, because honestly, the global good is it's it's a utopia sort of situation where everyone's going to be like, we're going to put our stuff aside. But you also got to think there's centuries of bullshit between yeah, look countries. Look at Palestine, Israel. I mean, oh, yeah, just millennia of, yeah. of of people just just at at each other's throats, and to ask them to put that aside, yeah. it, it's it's got to what has to happen is there have to be some global event. That would unite people, right? It have to be some sort of thing even that's going to be like. I don't think I would. I would venture to to. I would put a bet down that says even at that point, there would be some countries who would say no. Say that, but if we had a global Eric Berry event that united <laughs> humanity in a sense, like I, I, I believe that if there's there's got there's something out there that people would be like, you know what, this is fucking bullshit, and people would come together. And I think I disagree. I think I think aliens coming down. Yeah, you getting, think North Korea would say, "Look, we'll work with you." Well, I think at the end of the day, it's like, "Look, dude, we've got another power that's threatening all of us." I think self-interest, because at the end, who wants to be the ruler of uh, of a garbage heap? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if we have a, a, a <laughs> an alien power, not even a foreign power, right? An alien power that's going to invade the planet. It's causing shit all over the place. I think people are going to be like, all right, look, all right, Russia, cool. They're like, cool, we rigged your election. They're like, we fucking did this. Like, everyone's going to be like, let's do this. Like, we have to do this. Now, as soon as that event is taken care of, 
I think we go back to our old ways. Absolutely. 100% we go back to our old ways because we need something to work towards or fight against, and then we're united. I but still without say, that... I, I still, the cynic in me still says it wouldn't happen. The cynic in I'm me not still saying says it would be easy. That every, there, there would not be every country on board. There would still be two or three, maybe ten holdout countries that are just like, no. It would depend on what we're talking. You're like, are we talking like Independence Day level stuff? Like global these, decimation? Like, like we see the power of what these things have, and we're like, dude, like we're fucked unless right. we all fight right. against this. It's not like a couple aliens in a pickup truck running around stealing shit or something <laughs> like that. You know, like, you know, I people. I just imagine like tentacled aliens in yeah. flannel shirts and hats. Going, like, Woo! Or something like a District 9 where aliens show up and they're just like become another second class race right. of creatures where people are like, nah, they landed in your spot. That's your problem. Like, you know, no one's going to work towards that. It's got to be like a threat because honestly, at our core, that's what we are. Like, if we feel like we're threatened, as tribal as we are, we will band together to save ourselves. We're reactive. Yeah, we're we're selfish. Yeah. Right now, we're working to our own self-interest in our sort of individual mm-hmm. countries and things like that because power and sustainability. Because honestly, if we don't do that, someone else is, and yeah. it's a shitty, it's a shitty thing. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, should I use steroids? No. Well, everyone else is using it, so I'm not going to have a job unless I don't. Okay, use steroids. Right. Like that's the kind of thing that it's going to be. Yeah. So. Everyone has to try and stay relevant. They have to stay in power because if they don't, then the country goes to shit. Because what if all, and, it, and it will happen eventually? And I would argue it's kind of happening subtly now that the U.S. is not number one. Oh no! What if we're not number one? What if we're number four? We're number five? We're right. number six? Like we start ticking down that list, um, all of a sudden we can't command the best deals. We don't have as much political power at these conferences, at these summits. We don't. We don't generate as much, you know, sort of negotiating power. And all of a sudden, we don't get as many good deals. What happens to our economy? Now, I would also argue that our economy is linked with the rest of the world. So we have it's in our best interest everywhere for everyone to, you know, work together. But there may be situations where, you know, you got a lot of people in the U.S. who think we're number one. All of a sudden, we're not anymore. And that's a hard pill to swallow. Right. Well, I don't think it doesn't matter how far down the, the the list that we tick. I think that there are those people who will always feel that we're number one. Mm-hmm. Like there it's just it is a a blind uh, devotion to yeah. the thought of America being in first place. What is that? Where does that come from? That's a f- what is, fantastic question. Where does patriotism come from? Is that part of our tribe stuff, oh, tribal things? Boy, this is a whole... Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's it's always like we're, we're tribal creatures. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. We, 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 we hang out in groups and stuff like that. It's better to do... So I just don't understand, like... I don't know. This is where the hippie in me comes out. I'm like, come on, man. We're all the same. We're all, all one. We're all humans, man. Right. You know, it's doesn't matter like, what race we are. We're the human Because patriotism scares the shit out of me, and it disgusts me more yeah. often than not. Because I'm like, that's just blind faith in something that's kind of a, a construct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, your blind faith in a geolog- geological sort of like right. group is like, yeah. Blind this faith is in, us. in man-made borders. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird. Yeah, when I see that sort of stuff, like if I see someone wearing a shirt that has American flag, I'm like, okay, we don't need to talk. I'm good. It, see you it, later. And it's weird that like the symbol of our country uh, sparks that kind of visceral reaction yeah. to you. We're like, nope, nope, no, 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 no. Because it's so funny because I just because it's done. supposed to be something that inspires like hope and like you know power freedom. and freedom. And you see that, and you're like, oh, crap. 
Well, which is a weird so thing. So interesting because I just got done watching Band of Brothers okay. on HBO. Yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, fuck yeah. I oh. own it. I love that, So dude. good. The patriotism that exists there is so different than it does now yeah. because those people were like – people were committing suicide because they weren't able to enlist because they didn't make it. Yeah. People were killing themselves because they're like, I can't serve my country. Right. I need to go serve my country. It was like a duty. People all felt it. They're like, we got to do this. That doesn't exist. Right. Like, if people come up to me and they're like that, I'm like, you're a fucking weirdo. But see, does it still exist? And our our uh, view on it has changed. Our reaction to it has changed. Maybe it's 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 evolved okay. over time as to what it means to be a patriot. But also, it's just like, if someone wraps themselves in the American flag and comes and talks to me, I'm like, I've seen so much propaganda around it that I don't trust that symbolism anymore. Anyone who waves it around, because I'll never forget this, just after 9-11 in the Quad Cities... I remember driving down a stretch of road, and there was a billboard. And it was a billboard of a small girl on someone's shoulders, and she's like, has this look of hope, and she's like waving an American flag. And it just said something like, never forget, or something like yeah. that. I was like, that is just grade A propaganda right there, and I fucking hate it. Because that was just someone desperately like saying, look, someone attacked us, and now we have to get retribution. And was it retribution or because again I and I'll I'll go to the devil's advocate on this one was it retro is it, is it was that message saying that we need to get retribution or was it saying something similar to like when we were in World War II and it was saying like your country needs you like well, I stand, think part of it was stand the, as an American the political message at that time was you either on board or you hate the troops and I think that's what I hated too that's fair because that's they fair. were using that they were twisting that. Yeah. To their advantage. That's fair. That's what I don't trust. The trust, I think all that trust was gone after Watergate in Vietnam. Because I think people were like, okay, the government, because before that, people were like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm sure there was people that questioned some stuff about the government, but in general, they're like, all right, let's do this. Right, right. We've never lost a war. Like, we were just very, like, yeah. cool. And then Vietnam was like, cool, we're doing this. And then we saw, and like, really what the war was. Right. Which, the brutality of it. That was the first time people were actually getting photos, video footage, like the casualties. On a, on a regular civilian basis. Civilian yeah. casualties. Like, and obviously, that's been well documented in Hollywood and elsewhere, yeah. you know, kind yeah. of highly fictionalized and Burns has a new documentary coming out on it. Yeah, and it's it's horrifying. And I think that part of that, too, is that people realize that war is a horrible thing. Yeah. And people have been writing about it for, for years and generations that war is a terrifying thing. And I think that that also took it to a whole new level of, like, uh, war is not something that I'm interested in. Right. And the idea of taking that idea of America and patriotism and then – you know, enveloping themselves in that flag and using that as a way to be like, hey, look, you're either a part of this or you're an enemy. And I'm like, I don't agree with that. Right. There's some nuance to this. And I don't like that sort of frenzy that everyone got whipped up to, to because that reminds me of shit that people used to do in the 50s. Right. You know, the propaganda shit that you'd see all over the place and things like that. And I'm like, oh, this is still here. It's yeah. happening in real time oh, yeah. in front of my face. Well, I think the thing that, that – that, I've always said that I support the troops. I don't support the war. Yeah. Like I, I'm, not, I'm not in agreement with you know, the fact that we're you know, going and we're playing police for the world and we're this and this and this. I support anyone who decides to lay their life down for the country, and they, they, they feel that it's their duty and they have the, the, the backbone to do it. Like I, I will say right now it is braver than I, I'll ever be Yeah. because that's, that's impressive. Like yeah. I am, I am chicken shit when it comes to that, but sure. I do not support 
uh, I do not support the idea of going over and, and putting these people in harm's way uh, the vast majority of the time. I feel like it's like our longest war currently. Yeah. Like, no need for this. There's yeah. no need that we're that, to still be involved in this. Yeah. The other thing that I think is weird is that <clears throat> the uh, the blind patriotism is linked to uh, I don't know any other way to say it, but it's linked to racism. Like, typically, you see the imagery of the hardcore patriotic person. Yeah. Is also the racist redneck. Well, that's and thing. it's not the yeah. truth, but that is the imagery that's linked together. I'd say it's a lot of it's linked to for me the uneducated. Okay. Because in in I I mean this with the endearing part of my heart, which is mean that people get stirred up by that because the people that will show up wearing the American flag are also the same people that live in generally small communities. Right, right, right. Um, who are live in white communities. Who are just they they get stirred up by that sort of stuff and it, it, it's it's unsettling to me because I'm like, the message that goes out is very simple, yeah, but the problems are complex, and they paint them as simple solutions. That's actually really that's probably the best point you could have made. And 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 again, I'm not knocking the uneducated, but those are the people who get hit by this bullshit message. Right. That's just something that'll be taken out of context. Right. I remember going back. Uh, uh, to Kirksville during the 2004 election, and I remember seeing a giant billboard that said, uh, "John Kerry wants to take away your guns," and I was like, "That's not true." Right. And it was like, and they put like a picture of a poodle next to him. They just made him look very feminine, right, right, and everything like that. And I was like, "This is what they're doing to stir up this base of people, right? Because people in this area they love to hunt, right? And that's great, hunt all you want, yeah. but they're like, this is what they care about, right?" And I was like. Mm, this is more complex than something you can put on a billboard. Yeah, and I think that's my biggest issue with with politics is how, and I guess I, this just might be the and the uh, it it's the base nature of politics, the innate nature of it, but it's divisive, and I I, I can't stand the fact that it's that divisive. Like the point of politics, so visceral right now. Yeah, like I feel it everywhere I go on both sides. There's plenty of liberal people where I'm like, shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, like let's for like we'll squash that right now for yeah. any for any conservative still listening to this podcast. You know, obviously we lean left, but there are definitely lefties that that Doug, both Doug and I are like, dude, you Ooh. are you are a fucking a thorn in our sight. You're hurting the cause. I always wondered how someone could be liberal and then go conservative. I fucking get it now. Sure. These a lot of these liberal progressive people are fucking obnoxious. They right. talk down to you. That's the thing that I that that's Ugh. the thing that drives me the most nuts about about the hardcore liberals is that it's the the conservatives. Uh, the conservatives have no, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There, there's no rationalizing with them. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no room to debate, and the liberals talk down mm-hmm. like that. And that's then and the two sides are now dr- the lines drawn. There are now two very distinct sides, mm-hmm. and neither one's going to budge. And yeah. that's the thing that drives me nuts about both sides. Oh, I, the, I, I I can't handle the. I don't have the time to teach you. Right. I don't have the. Oh <laughs> fuck. Yeah. You. I know. I know. Like, I know. Yeah. I, I'm like I'm on your side, bitch. Right. Like. I'm on your side here, and you're treating me like I'm a dumbass. Right. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm your. I'm. What is this? Like, don't push me away. Right. And that's the thing too. Is I don't know. I could go down. That's a whole other. Oh, I know. I we could. We could do another. But, another hour on this. But. But yeah, yeah it's just the idea that it, it, the message that goes out, and again, I see this on both fucking sides, is so simple. 
and then people answer the call. I right. saw something that was picking on Jerry Jones today. It was misquoted about how he was basically saying that his players are acting on his stage, and if they don't do what they – they better stand at attention. If they don't, they're going to get fired. Misappropriated, misused. I could tell right from the get-go. I'm like, this looks like someone attached this to a picture of Jerry Jones. Right, right. It's like this was taken out of context. And what he was saying, people were saying, this is what Jerry Jones said about this weekend. I'm like, bullshit. Right. And it was bullshit, but all those people are passing it around because it feeds their narrative. Right. And I'm like, fucking quit doing this. This doesn't help anybody to throw around nonsense like this. It's bullshit. Right. It's infuriating because people are going to agree with it initially because they're like, yeah, that fits how I feel. I'm like, well, you got to stop and think, is this accurate? Because you're like, even though you're like, well, if it's not true, it's probably what he thinks. I'm like, that's not the point. The point is he didn't say this in this context. Right. And you're using it to further your narrative. Right. And that's why I'm like, when I see anything now, I'm like, I have to be diligent and I have to check and see if it's true. Yeah. Because I just refuse and I and I, I will get duped. It will happen in, in, in inevitably. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to take the proper steps to try and make sure that it doesn't happen to me. Because there's nothing. I, I feel so fucking stupid when I go. Yeah, that's right. That's the truth. And it's like, nope. Right. And I'm like, fuck. God damn it. Right. I thought I'm better than this. I know I'm better than this. Right. I can't. And it's it's so frustrating because in this day and age, there's so much information. We could be doing so much good, but instead people are taking this and they're twisting it. And now you don't know what to fucking trust. Everything's fucking fake news. For better or worse, it's fake. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that that drives me nuts is that we we've come to a point now where, and I feel like it's almost uh, it, it, it's almost irreversible. Yeah. To where there has been this this wedge driven in between the two sides, and there is this like this theory of the fake news and the mainstream media and the right, you know, the alt right and the this like. All these these lines have been drawn, and I don't I don't know how you heal that divide. I don't know how you bring those two sides back together, pull that wedge out, and go look. Not everything is fake news. If you disagree with it, it doesn't mean that it's fake news. That does that's not you disagreeing with something is not the determining factor for it being fake. Yeah, that's just the bottom line. You can disagree. I disagree with a lot of stuff, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Yeah. it just means that I disagree with it. Well, the thing, too, is, and this is what it boils down to, is if we're going to heal this divide, we have to talk to each other. Absolutely. And I saw a pretty uplifting video that I'm pretty sure was real. That's <laughs> <laughs> so of, sad. You have to <laughs> It was a Trump rally yeah. in D.C., and a Black Lives Matter movement was also at their rally. Okay. And it was pretty crazy, and then the leader of the Trump rally said, we don't normally do this, but we're going to give you two minutes of our time for you guys to come up here and talk about what you believe in. And they go, and he goes, this crowd may not agree with you, but I want you to state what you're about. And the leader of the Black Lives you know, Matter came up and talked and very eloquently described and said essentially like, look, we want what you want. We want America to be great again, too. Right. But here's where our problem lies. And he wow. talked about how it's like, look, when we're black, these are the things that happen. And we feel like there's no justice for that. And some people were yelling out from the crowd, you know, like some stuff like that. And they, it, But it was really civil. And they shook hands. And at the end, like, they were interviewing both sides of people. And they're like, wow, this went really well. Like, God, they I showed people from the Black Lives Movement, like, 
hanging out and shaking hands with people from the other side. This biker dude with like a like a American flag on his chest, like ask the Black Lives uh, Matter to take a picture with him and his kid. See, okay, that makes that it gives me this me. that gives me this seed yeah. of hope where yeah. I'm like, okay, there there might be there might be a chance to come back from all this shit. There exactly. might there might still be a chance. Oh my god! And that's, that's and that's the that's thing awesome. is, is because you hear all of this stuff surrounding these like. If someone were to come up and be like, I support Trump, they've got baggage automatically attached to them. Sure. That means possibly white supremacist. Sure. Dumb. You know, hates women. Right. It's like there's all these labels that automatically get attached, and it's like, but you're a person. Right. Who are you as a person? I, I don't know your name. I don't know your mom's name. Right. To quote Shannon Sharp as he was kind of talking about this stuff, I'm like, I don't know your religion. Right. I don't know anything about you. I just see you right here now, and you've just told me you're a Trump supporter, and I'm already associating this stuff with you. I don't want to do that. Right. Let's talk. Right. Let's talk to each other. Let's find out what – and it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. Right. We're going to say stuff that we're going to go, Ugh, I don't gonna, like that. It's going to get raw. That's not my thing. But we have to try and understand the other side because if we stay in these tribes and we keep shouting out these things, these these – uh, generalizations about the other side. Well, if you're a Trump supporter, you can go fucking kill yourself. Or if you support Black Lives Matter, fuck you. All lives matter. Blue lives matter. It's like, look, we have to find a way to talk about what it is that we're going through. Right. If someone's kneeling at a football game, maybe we should ask them why they're doing that. Right. Maybe we shouldn't just be like, hey, you're a fucking millionaire. Who's just stirring up trouble? Okay, maybe there's a reason why they're doing that. Do you want to talk to them about that? Right, just because they're a millionaire does not mean does not change the experiences they've had in their lives. Do you want to talk to the person that's upset about that? Right. Yes. Let's let's talk about why that upsets you that they're kneeling, and the person who's kneeling be like, "This is why I'm doing it." Let's see what we can find out about each other, because if we don't talk, this will never end. No. And this is not something that's going to get fixed overnight, but we have to stop just digging our trenches in and just getting entrenched into our own tribes. It's never going to fix anything. No, no, it's not. It's definitely not. Yeah. And in these conversations suck to have because I'm constantly afraid that someone's going to be like, well, Doug said this and this and that. And it sucks. But it's like I also feel like I can't talk about anything because someone's going to judge me all the time for what right. I say. And I'm like, look, I'm sorry if you don't agree with me. I'm sorry if I offend you. I'm talking out of my ass most of the time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I truly just, at the end of the day, like, I, I want to be a good human and I want to understand. Because if I understand, I can accept things so much easier. Right. It's that thing that you don't know about that because you don't know about it, you fill in the gaps yourself. Right. With well, it's, bullshit. It's educating yourself. It is. If I understand that I'm better educated and I can make a better, like, we can have a, a, a better discussion. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what matters. Yeah. You know what else matters? Fucking throwdown. <laughs> Goddamn right it does. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> it's time for the throwdown. Yeah! But I was going to I was gonna do uh, The Great Pumpkin versus Rocket Man. Okay? <laughs> I was going to do that. But I feel like I, I don't want to do that because yeah. now we're, we're just, you know, we're just we're just perpetuating it more. Sure. Right. So we're going to we're going to take a we're going to take a, a vast left turn on this. Good. And uh, that's not a conservative <laughs> joke or, Republic, or a liberal joke. Uh, we're just changing directions. We're going to take a 90-degree turn. Nice. can be left or right. doesn't matter. It's just 90 <laughs> degrees. Uh, I'm going to need your help with this. Okay. Because you are, again, much more 
Uh, I look. I'm the idea guy. Mm-hmm. You you have the knowledge. Okay. Okay. Cool. So I'm I'm looking for a conversation here, Doug. I cool. want you to educate me. All right. All right. So all right, dumb dumb. Let's and do this. This may be uh, this may be a terrible throwdown. Let's find out. But I for some reason this this sparked and I, I'm like I kind of like this. So we're gonna go with Zelda. Okay. Versus Princess Peach. Oh. Ooh. I don't know much about Zelda. I thought you were a huge fan of the games. I like the very first one on Nintendo. Okay. The second one's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine, even though it was kind of weird, and I like Link to the Past. Well, let me ask you this. Super Nintendo. Does Zelda actually have a role in those? She's a damsel in distress. I know she's that, but so is Princess Peach. But Peach later on in the games. Has an actual that right? Yeah. So, like, does does Zelda ever get like a prominent role, or is she always just? I mean, the thing Link is after. Um, I mean, to some degree, I I mean, I know she's like the keeper of a Triforce at one time. Man, there's nerds are gonna be so mad at me when I talk about this because I I don't know as much about Zelda. I love it. She has some Look, sort nerds. Of, relax. We're having yeah. a conversation here. She she has some sort of magical abilities. Okay, but it's not like. Because I feel like the magical abilities that she would have are more serious than Peach, who's like, I can float right. when you jump. Or, with, my, with my dress, yeah. Or I can I can pull out my umbrella and block my damage. Yeah. My parasol, yeah. Like, it, I, I feel like, you know... Would she, there be a more uh, appropriate matchup to Princess Peach, then? Uh, <laughs> trying to think video game-wise who it would be. Because yeah. I feel like, I feel like uh, I've only seen Princess Peach in action. Mm-hmm. So initially I would say her... But if uh, Zelda actually has access to more magical uh, features and, like, heavier shit, then I would probably give it to her. Yeah. Honestly, I really don't know. I would probably have to give it to Zelda just because she's a more serious character. Sure, sure, sure. Versus Princess Peach, it's like, oh, and she floats, you know, around. (laughs) Um, That's a a good question. What would be a good female throwdown in the video game universe? What about uh, (laughs) Street Fighter 2, for some reason, is in my mind. What about Cammy? Versus Chun Li, which one was Cammy? She was like the camo girl with blonde hair. She was like in the like the the Turbo Edition. Oh, it was kind of like the equivalent of Sonya Blade. Kind of, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it to Chun Li. Yeah, yeah. The, the I don't. I never really played with Cammy too. She's much. got some vicious moves. Yeah, like I loved like Chun Li was one of my favorites. Yeah, because I would although her hits weren't too devastating. No. I love but, doing the the flip around and just tap on the head. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just the, the well, the thing the, is, she's agile. Yeah, like that's 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 how you play that character. She can flip off the side of the screen, flip off the side of the screen, and then you just do down and A and just boom, right? Boom and just bump them on the head. But she's also got the the splits whirlwind thing. Oh that yeah, she that's did. right. I forgot about that. That was one. devastating when you got it when you time when you put when you played that right. That yeah. was a devastating. Move. See, the one that's really a setup is her lightning kicks or oh, whatever. Yeah, because rarely do you actually get that off. Right. Because all you're doing is waiting for someone to use a, a, a distance attack on you. Right. Or they just don't approach you. Right. Or if they try to find a way to get around you sort right. of thing. And so, it, yeah, if you're fighting, fighting against Ryu or, like, Guile, they're just like Sonic Boom or right. Hadouken and it's whatever. You're screwed. So, really, her benefit is her agility to get around. Yeah. And deal with that sort of stuff. And she does a lot of quick attacks. So, you can try to deal with the, the heavier attacks, but she's best for her light sort of stuff. Yeah. Now, Cammy, I don't know much about her, honestly. Well, then let's put let's put Chung Lee against Sonya Blade. Ooh, I like this. 
I like this a lot. So the other two throwdowns have been negated. We're yes. we're dropping those. Uh, this is the official one. And I'm sorry, nerds. Uh, we we might revisit Princess Peach and Zelda once we do some more research on them. Oh, wow. Uh, please don't Sonya unsubscribe because of that. Sonya versus Shun Li. Oh, this is a good one because Sonya can shoot stuff, right? She can shoot. She's got the the double where she shoots out the. I'm thinking like Mortal lasers. Kombat. Mortal Kombat One is what I'm going on. Yeah, yeah. Right, you cool. shoot out the purple yeah, rings, yeah. basically. And uh, she does the thing where she like flips over, grabs you by your thighs, and then throws you to the and ground. Throws you. She's got a really good throw move. She's not as agile. She's not. But, but she does have the, the range attack. Yeah. Um, and there's another move that she did that, I, that I'm blanking on, but I used to, yeah, because I used to, because uh, when I would play with my sister, she'd always play Sonya, because mm-hmm. it was the only girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, then just to piss her off, I would play her and beat her with Sonya. Oh, and nice. It's only because I'm, I'm, I've got age on my sister. I'm six yeah. years older than she is, so yeah. it doesn't matter how hard she tried. I'd, I was playing you. it longer, yeah. Um, so, But there's one more move that I used to do all the time that would really piss my sister off, and I cannot remember. That's awesome. Um, I think I'm going to give it to Chun-Li just for the ability that she can jump off the screen. Interesting. And I was going to say Sony because she's got more of the commando uh, like power behind her. She does, but I guess I would probably put Chun-Li as a, uh, a glass cannon in the sense that she's going to, as long as she doesn't get hit, she's, she's going to be good and she can pick away at yeah. Sonya. You know what? I'll give it to, I'll give it to Chun-Li as well. Because I yeah. think I think because of that now, obviously, if Sonya lands an attack or something like that, if 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 Shinley doesn't have much room for error, yeah. So if that's the case, then Sonya will probably I feel like a lot of our throwdowns come to they do who's going to land the first blow and can can the lighter of the two you know get their punches. I'm in thinking of my play style between the two, and because of my play style, I would give it to Shinley because I was really good at just being agile, okay, and like kind of landing in those quick hits and then getting away, yeah, and doing the same thing. And honestly, you could get several hits in with your downward kick. Yeah. Like, boom, boom, boom. Like, you could almost do, like, a little bit of a combo. Yeah. Again, it didn't do a ton of damage, but it was enough to keep you out of range. Yeah. That, like, there was really hard, a hard counter to it. I feel like in this specific one, uh, Sonya does not have – she's not as tank-like. Yeah. So, I feel like because Shang Li has much more agility, I'm going to give it to – I'm gonna give it to her because if if it was if it was a a, a more robust character like if it was yeah. someone who could really take the damage yeah uh you know like a like a Jax or someone like just just fucking like giant beast mode yeah uh it would be them but uh, or Goro yeah 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 I would say but yeah let's let's uh, let's flip the script on that one I'm gonna say Shun Li for cool. the win yeah Shun Li Street Fighter Two wins this round fight fight <laughs> flawless victory <laughs> very cool. So, uh, Justin, you got anything to recommend or promote this week? Oh, good question. Um, yeah, you know what? I, w- I started watching Westworld. Oh, good. And the first episode I liked. So it's a slow burn. It's a very slow burn, but I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed what I what I saw there. Uh, I will also. I know I'm four, three years. Four, five, five years behind. Oh shit! No, six seasons. Six. I'm six seasons behind, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna recommend Veep <laughs> for those who have not started watching yet. Check it out. Funny fucking show. Jill watched that while I was playing games and stuff yeah. like that. And I would laugh my ass off with the shit that I heard. Yeah, it like was it, so fucking funny. It's one of those shows where I wish, you know, I, I desperately want to develop a show, and it's one of that's that is a show where this the style of what I would want to develop. Yeah. So it oh. it, it 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 scratches all my itches. It's so good. Yeah. It's really well done. Agreed. Yeah. 
Uh, I've got a show at the Playground with Recess uh, this Saturday, September 30th at 9 p.m. Nice. Uh, I think we're playing with Iced and Mud, so uh, check us out there. Tickets are $10. Uh, yeah, 9 o'clock, Playground Theater. Check out Recess. Recess. Improv on a Saturday night. Woo! All right. All right. Uh, you guys can find MindGap on Facebook. Look mm-hmm. for our page there. You can also find us on Twitter at MindGap Podcast. Justin exists in zeros and ones on the internet. If you type in the letters J-U-S-T-I-N-S-T-R-A-N-D-L-U-N-D in sequence dot mm. com, you will find my web presence. Also on Twitter and Instagram at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. Uh, while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to us. Show us some love. We love having love come from you to us. It makes us feel wonderful. If you have nothing nice to say, maybe skip it. If you have everything nice to say. If you have nothing nice to say, let's have a conversation about it. You know what? Write it anyways, and we'll talk about it. Yes. We may delete it, but we will talk about it. Uh, we No, we really do love when you guys uh, 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 write a review for us, uh, subscribe to us. It means it, it means a lot. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It makes me cry a little bit. makes Doug cry. Mm. We cry in each other's arms, mm. and it's a beautiful thing. We dump on each other. It's great. So if you want us to cry and dump on each other, please subscribe to us and write a review. Um, TweeStates.com slash MindGap and TweeStates.com slash The Best Bar Podcast Ever. Uh, you can find the other podcast that I do most weeks with Milos on there. And, uh, you know, just, uh, let us you know, be nice to each other. Have a conversation. Yeah. Make it, uh, make it light, make it pleasant. Yeah. And just listen. Keep an open mind. Keep an open mind is all we ask. We're going to get through this gang. We're going to get through this. I'm going to get through this. Going to get through this. Going to get through this. All day. And night. Good night, Moon. Good night.